0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com.
1: Sometimes the best way to take a look at yourself is to take a look at your peers. And judging by you two, I must not be doing too hot in my
0: life. (laughs) Jeez. Oh,
1: whoa. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. But for the Steelers, you got to look around the AFC. We could start at the AFC North if we want to start closer to home. But... A lot of teams are getting better around this conference, yeah. and I think although the champion is currently reigning in the NFC, the AFC is the best league as far as the NFL is concerned right now. I think they're the superior league top to bottom.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we saw that last year in the playoff race. There were seven spots, but I think there were ten teams competing. Yeah, and and in the NFC, conversely, they had seven spots, but you had teams like Arizona and Chicago and Minnesota, maybe even falling up. They were flirting with eight and eight and teams that thought that they were dead in the water. Were all of a sudden like, Whoa, exactly, we are still having a pulse here because of our conference. Being I mean, so bad. Chicago had a what five game losing streak in the midway point of the season and got it.
1: I look at the AFC though, and I see three. Maybe four teams that I can put a finger on and say, okay, they're going to be bad. Like, they're going to be for sure a bad team. The Jets are one of them. Yep. And you get a little skeptical, though, with that because what if Zach Wilson's great? But I'll I'll still say the Jets are one. I'd say the Bengals are still there, but they're going to be tougher than people think. But just for the safety's sake, I'd say the Bengals— I'd say the Texans for be sure, bad, are going to be really terrible, bad. the worst team in the conference.
2: And then and all these all of a two sudden, teams, these yeah. two
1: teams, really, really, I get a little stymied by them. The Jags are the one because you just don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to come in and have his Andrew Luck rookie season and backpack them to the playoffs. And the Denver Broncos, I don't think they're good. But it's just something about them, and maybe they've just earned the respect as a brand for being one of the better franchises in the NFL, but I'm just not ready to officially put them in that group with the Texans or the Jets or the Bengals just yet because I still think Denver can play some defense, and – I don't know if the jury's completely out on a guy like Drew Locke. And by the way, their receiving core is outstanding. It's really good. They're really, really good, good receiving core in Denver. So they can't get the ball to any of them. But say it's all those teams team. I just mentioned are bad. That's just five teams in the conference that are yeah. for sure bad. I, I think the rest are legit competitive teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bills and Chiefs are conference contenders, Super Bowl contenders for sure. Uh, the Ravens and the Browns are, are right there with them. Uh, and then you've got teams like the Colts, the Titans, the Raiders, the Chargers and the Patriots and the Dolphins all on the upswing. Mm-hmm. All of those teams I just mentioned I think are getting better. Where does this leave the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. guys? It kind of seems like they're in this little purgatory realm where yeah, they're not in that level of a of a ja- of or excuse me of a, a Texans or a Jets where you just write off no hope completely, right. but they're not quite at the level In the middle where you're on the ascension up towards the top two dogs, the Bills and the Chiefs, um, you might be on that descension. And you're not to the point where you're descending past teams like the Raiders maybe or, or teams even like the Browns or the Patriots maybe. But you're definitely going in the wrong direction as far as your team momentum is concerned. Yeah, there's and, no... And in the division, there's no question about right. it. Right. All it, three teams are ascending while you're descending.
0: Right. That doesn't mean that they're the worst team in the division, because I think that's still Cincinnati, but I don't think it's going to be by a, a metric ton by any means. I think Cincinnati is getting better, um, but that doesn't mean that, that Pittsburgh, without question, is the... Um, you know is the worst team just because they're not you know getting better as opposed to the Bengals. but um, you know you ask the question where does this lead the Steelers and I think you're kind of middle of the road in the AFC um, as it stands right now you know I'm, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean that they can't be competitive or they can't sneak into the playoffs or they can't get there because you know as we've seen last year um, you know I know that it was the opposite in the AFC but in the NFC like you said uh, Jacob like The uh, the Bears went on a five game losing streak and still got into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You know that could happen in the AFC this year. Tom, you did illustrate that there are a lot of good to you know competitive to good teams in the AFC. So I don't necessarily see that happening, but it could. And you know maybe you get in it at nine and eight. Maybe you get you know what I mean. Maybe you get in at eight eight and one. That's very possible. Um, But I think they're kind of a middle of the road team as it stands right now. Um, I think they're competitive. I, I think you know they've got a shot to win their division, but at the same time, you're not on Baltimore or Cleveland's level right now. I, I, I firmly believe that. Definitely not, and
2: we've we've reiterated that point all off season long because of not just who they are as teams and what they did last year and the trajectory of what last year could show you, but what they've done in the offseason has done the Steelers comparatively to the other AFC North teams, comparatively is abysmal to what the Browns and, and Ravens are trying to do in – in order to improve from last year's uh, finish, uh, even though they were at different points. I mean, the Steelers, case in point, I mean, you see the Browns go out and get Josh Hill from the Rams, and arguably it's the best signing that we've seen all offseason long from any AFC North team. And that bolsters up their secondary, locks it up entirely, and you look at the Steelers' secondary, and it was handled like like a child you know is handling like fine china by their parents i mean you lose Stephen nelson not only do you lose lose steven nelson you don't even try to retain him there there was no effort you just terminate the contract and you also lose mike hilton in the process i mean compare that to the browns when they went out and got arguably one of the better options on at any position in the free agent market it's just it's I don't know how the Steelers aren't in their own offices right now kind of panicking, kind of scrambling to say, how are we going to be able to keep up with these division teams, let alone get a playoff spot? Because right now, I mean, the goal has to be wild card because the division crown certainly doesn't seem to be in play.
1: Well, that's what I was just going to get to. When you go to make the playoffs, the first step is to win your division is the easiest one. It's the easiest way to get in, and it's the way that guarantees you at least one home game in the NFL playoffs. and I agree with you. I just don't think that there's any realistic chance that you as the Pittsburgh Steelers can rise above the Ravens and the Browns uh, and take that AFC North crown, not just because those teams are going to give you a lot of trouble when you play them twice, but the schedule on the outside of the division is one of the toughest, if not the toughest in all of football for the Steelers. So they're going to have trouble picking up games outside of the AFC North and Without having the Ravens or the Browns schedules in front of me, I can assume that since the Ravens finished in second and the Browns finished in third, they'll get a little bit of a break as far as common opponents from other divisions are concerned as far as where they finished in the standings. So they're going to be able to collect some wins on the outside uh, of the um, division, and of course they'll be able to hopefully take care of business against the Bengals. But I have some bad news for you Steelers fans. As far as the Ravens and the Browns are concerned... You're one of those teams that they circle and say, we need to get two wins here Yeah, if they want to win the division. The Ravens are looking at – well, the Ravens look at that almost all the time and say that. Yeah, right, right. But the Browns, for once, are – saying that circling both games and saying we need to take both against Pittsburgh to right. keep up with the
2: Ravens in this race. Not even that we we need to they they easily could. It's, That's it's what I'm saying. Kind of it's, it's not laughable anymore no.
1: when they like sit there and circle it and say we win two games
0: against Pittsburgh. No, we have a all. good
1: chance to keep pace with Baltimore. Now it's legit. Now it's not
0: something that I would put past happening. No right. I don't think it's it's out of the question um, by any stretch. And you know we we talked about this I think last week like you know, when you look at the AFC North, I think there's a chance that all the teams could beat up on one another. You know, there's a realistic possibility that Baltimore takes one from Cleveland, then Cleveland takes one from Baltimore. There's a possibility that, you know, maybe Pittsburgh takes one from Cleveland, but they lose two to Baltimore, whatever it might be. Maybe one team drops one to the Bengals or whatever. Um, you know, I, I think there's an opportunity for, um, you know, for teams to kind of beat up on each other in the AFC North. So, I mean, that is probably your best bet to get in. I mean, it is your best bet to get into the playoffs for sure. Um, But I mean, when you put it like that and if, you know, the teams beat up on each other, like we kind of think that they're going to, maybe you sneak in if you get the right wins against the right opponent. You know, maybe you take two from Baltimore and lose one to Cleveland, lose one to Cincy or whatever it is. Um, Maybe that's, you know, what happens, but... That's what it's going to take for you to win the division. Like you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna go four and two. You're not, um, you know, you're not gonna sweep Baltimore and Cleveland most likely. Um, you know, as you've done in the past. You know, how a couple years right. ago the Steelers went what six and zero in the division. That's not
2: going to happen oh, this year. Buddy, There's no way. That's a pipe dream.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's a more more of a possibility now that Baltimore or Cleveland could realistically go six and zero in the division. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but. They have more of a shot, either of those teams do, than, than Pittsburgh, without question.
2: Definitely. It's scary to think, but that's the narrative right now. That's that's the likelihood for the, how the AFC North will play out this year.
1: You can't drop a game to the Bengals if you're the Steelers, not just for the AFC North. But we said North that race. last
2: year, Tom, and look what happened. He actually could
1: actually drop a game to the Bengals last right, year. Right, but you say you really every
2: year it. you got to go 2-0 against the Bengals and then when it doesn't happen you you look like fools and so now you're What do I you guess, mean you
1: look like fools? It's it's the truth. If you want to make the playoffs not just in the AFC North race but in the AFC race in general, you have to get those two wins. Like you can't If we do lose one of the Bengals games, we. If the Steelers do lose one of the Bengals games next year, Mm -hmm. then I'll sit here and say that was a huge blow. Oh, huge. Huge blow to their chances. And I don't care. It could be the first game of the year. They could be 0-1. And the whole schedule in front of them, I would sit there and say, that was a massive
2: blow to the playoffs. Yeah, you you look at it and say, well, what's the point of even trying right now if you're going to lose week one against this team? It's. It can't be
1: stressed enough that with how hard their schedule is, they have to it's, have to have to stack wins. If at that the happens early they on, possibly can.
2: If that loss happens early on to the Bengals, like week one through four, that just destroys their mentality for the rest of the season. Right? They just say, "Well, what is yet to come is so much harder. How are we gonna possibly beat these teams if we can't beat Cincinnati?" So I think we are in agreement that the
1: AFC North is a pretty tough road to tow yeah. if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that leaves you with fighting for three wild card spots. And the way I see it, you got the Dolphins and the Patriots. You got the loser of the Browns and the Ravens. You've got the Colts and the Titans, whatever whoever ends up losing that battle. And you've got the Chargers, and I even throw the Raiders, the Raiders. In there as definitely, well. So yeah. there's seventeen. They were that in I the fight named. last year. Seven teams, I just named, that you're going to be up against for three playoff spots. Right. Three of those seven teams yeah. can get a playoff spot. Majority of those teams are going to be sent home. Uh, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, what side of the fence do you guys really think you're sitting on there? On the four on the
0: outside or the three on the inside? You're on the four on the outside. I mean, granted, you know, like I like keep saying, you can get a bounce to go your way. Maybe you steal a win against... I don't know. You play Vegas this year. Let's just say Vegas is one of the teams that, you know, maybe you get in over or whatever, you know, you do have an opportunity because you play those teams this year. You know, you play Vegas, you play the chargers, you know what I mean? Like those are two teams that you're going to be fighting with um, probably for those two spots They're neither of those teams are probably going to win the West um, against Kansas city. Um, You know, but again, you know, you play Tennessee too. They're going to be fighting with the Colts. You know, you could get a bounce to go your way. If you win maybe two of those three games or whatever, You know, you could talk me into them being on the inside of those three teams. But that's the thing. you got to win two of those three, and those aren't easy matchups, um, you know, either. We all expect them to be pretty good teams this year, at least competitive teams this year. That's easier said than done. So, for me, you know, I think they're on the outside of those seven teams.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to judge just because there was a, there was kind of like an outlier last year in terms of, great teams being left out of yeah. the playoff spot and I'm referring mainly to the dolphins being 10 and 6 and somehow still not getting there so and you look at the raiders too a team that we thought was potentially playoff bound until they I think they went like what 1 and 5 down the stretch of the season so a team that looked hot that looked good at the right time going into the second half but really fumbled in the last really quarter of the season so it was hard to predict, but, I mean, just looking right now, I mean, the, the Raiders just went out and got a Kenyon Drake, right? So n- they now have two running backs. The Dolphins have have made the best move the most aggressive and, in turn, the best move in all of this offseason. It had nothing to do with adding or subtracting players. It was about adding picks and subtracting picks, and they're set up for not not just this year but years to come in terms of draft capital in the first two rounds especially – And then you look at surprise teams. Maybe the Patriots uh, with Cam Newton healthy with their guys who opted out last year uh, who won't be doing the same this year, getting all those defensive stars back. Maybe they improve. They were just 7-9. I mean, they have nowhere to go but up uh, with the guys that they're getting back. And, I mean, we've already discussed the AFC North. The other AFC North opponent who won't be winning, so it's either going to be Baltimore or Cleveland that are for sure going to get in. I mean, there really isn't much room for the Steelers to kind of give away in terms of yes, you can afford a Bengals loss like you did last year. There's no room for that this year with the amount of teams who will be hungry and competing for that playoff spot. I mean, we, Tom, you said to start there were only what five teams that we think aren't going to make the playoffs probably for certain.
1: I mean, just five teams that I could put a finger on and say that they're not going to be in that race at all. Yet. That leaves
2: 11 teams in the hunt, including the Steelers. And then you take away four division winners. That still leaves seven teams competing for three spots. Yeah, I did that already. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm just doing the math again. Oh, it's just you double checking me, or no, I'm just doing the math again. That's that that is not good. That is not lining up good for the Steelers, who are already considered not favorites to to win their division. Nonetheless, win a wild card position.
1: I'm actually surprised that you guys sit outside looking in because I look at the teams that they're kind of competing with and. I say the Browns are for sure better than the Steelers. Yes. I say the Ravens, the Titans are for sure better than the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, say the Ravens win the divisions for the sake of this. Argument. Oh, you're talking about wild card spots. Yeah. Okay. I would say the Browns are better than the Steelers for sure right now, and I'd say the Titans are better than the Steelers for sure right now. I don't think any of the other teams are no, for, for sure. sure better than no. the Steelers right now. The Dolphins? Now. No. I don't think this. Is the okay. The hell out of here with the Dolphins. Okay. I'm not gonna. We'll see. I'm not gonna say that Tua is just gonna come in and be the starter without a Fitzpatrick safety net and be better than the Steelers, who went 12-4 and four last well, year. Well, the just, Dolphins clearly believe he
2: can if they got they rid of do. that Fitzpatrick safety net.
1: They do, but I'm just saying I'm not ready to give them that credit yet and say, yeah, they're for sure better than the Steelers that stands right now. There two either. teams that I would really say that about as far as the race is concerned. I mean, the Chargers have question marks just they like do. the Dolphins do. The Raiders are probably nipping at the Steelers' heels as well as the Patriots and Colts, in my mind, depending on what Carson Wentz shows up in Indianapolis, but— you know, I think as it stands right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers would probably be my seventh team in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, now, granted, the Patriots could be better than right. we all expect them right. to be. Uh, we expect them to be pretty good, but they could be even better than that. The Dolphins, if Tua figures it out, could be a problem. So the problems could arise. But at least I think starting uh, where we're at right now, and I guess this is assuming that the Steelers take a running back in the draft because right. it's a sure, sure. short work they need to fill. But, yeah, it's not like you're, say, the Raiders or the Chargers where you're in the back of that pack and you kind of try to need to make a move forward. I think the Steelers are right there as far as the start of the season is concerned. And I don't know. If they can just, you know, tread water, I think that they can find themselves in a seventh seed. The problem with treading
2: water is your schedule is impossible. Considering almost. there are, as we as we laid out, seven teams looking for three spots, I would put them in the four not getting in Who would quicker. you put ahead of them other than Cleveland? I would, I would much— Quicker, put them in the group of four not getting in than I would in the three that are getting in. But who would you put? Up, who Miami. Would, I said Dolphins. that already.
0: That's crazy talk. I mean, I hear you, and I mean that was don't. a crazy That's talk. Crazy talk. The Dolphins. They were ten and six last year and you didn't know, get in the The were twelve and four. I know,
2: I know, but I'm just saying um, they had a great defense. I mean, a very underrated defense, and now their offense can only get better if they draft maybe a Devontae Smith or. I don't even know. Jalen Waddle to really bolster up the wide receiver position. I mean, who knows? I mean, and we've talked about uh and the fact that they have two first round picks. They could get a Waddle or a Smith early on and use their second one to get a guy like Javante Williams or Najee Harrison just really come into this offseason with a a young, considering is gonna be in his second year, a young and a high ceiling expect expectations for this offense. I mean, there's no reason they they couldn't do that.
1: Yeah, I see what you mean. There's no reason that they couldn't do that. Um impair it with a good defense. Impair it with a good defense. Which team in the AFC race do you think is getting a little overhyped if there is one? And is it the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is it the Miami Dolphins? I mean, it seems like that's your answer. I think mine is the Vegas Raiders. Vegas is a good I think pick. that, and maybe I'm the only one that's really giving them the credit to be in this kind of a, a grouping, but I don't know. There's some head scratchers there. They got rid of Trent Brown, a guy that they brought in a year prior and signed him to a big contract. They just traded him to the Patriots this offseason. Yeah.
2: And when he was traded, didn't he say something like it's night and day it doesn't have even to do with Bill Belichick, but just the way the Raiders are run and the way things operate there is just not I don't know how, how much they Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't think Gruden's run, doing
1: yeah. a great job in, in, in Vegas right now. And you know They bring in Kenyon Drake to be the Robin to one of the better backs in football, Josh Jacobs, so we'll see how that dynamic yeah. works. Um, they've got talent on the roster, but I think what is eluding John Gruden in his second stint in Raiders franchise now Vegas formerly known as Oakland is yeah he's getting the star players but you're not filling the meat and potatoes out of your roster that line isn't good your defensive line and your linebackers aren't getting pressure and you need to get pressure on the quarterback in today's NFL um and it's just not. It's a. It's a nameless and a faceless defense. There's yeah. just no one really there of significance. I know the safety Jonathan Abram is young. And the he's, Crosby he's, kid's good. Max Crosby. The Max DN. Crosby's good. Um, again, kind of a, a finding a diamond in a the rough. There, right. with Crosby it was like a third or fourth yeah. round pick that really elevated his play. So, it's really a team that outside of the incredible speed at wide receiver and a above average quarterback in Derek Carr mm-hmm. in a really dynamic backfield now. Just don't see them as potentially in the same class as a Colts or Pittsburgh or Dolphins or Patriots or Chargers. Maybe they're getting a little bit over inflated, but you'll be in that conversation until you start
0: playing football games yeah. because right. of that sure. skill on
1: your roster. Yeah.
0: And I mean I think I think the Raiders are a popular pick there. I mean you, you look at their team like Jacob said, what I mean they they the back half of the year they were the last five, they were two and three in their last five. So you know, you, you kind of crap the bed down the stretch. And on top of that, they were two and six at home last mm-hmm. year. You know, I know there there wasn't fans and all that sort of stuff, but, you know, I mean, it is your home stadium still. I mean, you know, you go two and three down the stretch and you're still eight and eight. I mean, I think that's fair, though, Tom. You know, the moves that they've made off, this offseason, I think, kind of, you know, solidify them as maybe on the outside. Um, but really quick, you know, to get back to the Steelers, like, you know, I said before. You know, I said that they'd be on that the four that are out rather than the three that are in. You know, I said you're playing the teams that you know are you're going to be competing in that with. So you know the the worry is that you probably have to win two of three or maybe three of four against those teams, and that's just easier said than done. So, um, you know, to answer the the first question that that's that answer. But um for a team that's getting a little overhyped, I think Vegas is fair. I think you could maybe throw the chargers into. Um, Just because we don't know what we're going to get in in Herbert's second year, teams might figure him out. You know, I mean, that's a very real possibility Mm -hmm. that sort of thing happens all the time.
2: Mm -hmm, Definitely. But in terms of who's being overhyped, I mean, do you guys want to throw in for consideration the New England Patriots maybe? That's fair. Of
1: course you can throw in the Patriots. I
2: mean, even though I I just kind of hype them up to kind of say, like, Bill Belichick will still be there and... And they're getting guys who would opt it out. And we had made the dis- we had, had the discussion a couple shows ago saying what how will Bill Belichick's legacy be remembered if he can win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady, because Tom Brady's in one year done so already. I mean, we've seen what Bill Belichick has been as a coach without Brady on on the Browns and the Jets. I, I don't think he even ever coached a game for the jets for that matter but maybe even the giants if i'm remembering correctly but it wasn't great right i mean he's the
1: defensive coordinator for the giants yeah
2: i mean it it wasn't great when he was the head coach without brady on those teams like the browns i mean i think he made the playoffs he, once. Nah, see that's
1: the thing about him with the browns is he was good there they just didn't give him enough uh mm, rope he maybe. got the browns to a playoff game and before the Browns beat the Steelers this past year, their last playoff win was Bill Belichick. Under Bill Belichick? Okay,
2: so there you go. But maybe maybe I'm overhyping the potential that Cam Newton could bring to help this team out. I mean, That's this, the one right there. This still is a team that can't have a good wide receiver that isn't named Wes Welker or, or Julian Edelman, aside from Randy Moss being there for two years, three years. They
1: could be a rudderless ship, too, if Cam Newton doesn't right. perform. If, right. If, if is Cam Jared Newton Stidham play, still
2: the backup yeah, there? Yeah, Jared
1: Stidham still the backup. If Good Cam luck. Newton doesn't play up to what they at least expect him to play average football, they could be in a lot of trouble yes, uh, she could. as far yeah. as their roster competition is concerned because you kind of need that style of quarterback with how Belichick wants to play with those right. two big st- tight end sets. You want that bigger quarterback that's going to be able to move. So I think it's fair to say that there's questions about the Patriots, even though they made the biggest splash so far in free agency, not just in the AFC but in the league as a whole.
0: Right, and, and again, I think the Patriots—they're banking on the fact that Cam's going to have a bounce back year, but yeah. if he doesn't have that bounce back year, if he's not, um, you know, that guy, oh boy. I, I mean, I think like you said, Tom, you're in a—you're—you're you're in a—you're—you're kind of SOL. Um, mm-hmm. You're in a tough spot if you're um, if you're the Patriots because all of a sudden. Jared Stenham has to make all those moves work right, and in... that's not going to happen. No, it's probably it's not just gonna not happen.
2: going happen. <laughs> to. You don't have to be polite about it. It's just not going to happen. But uh, I, I, I really think. I mean, I, I mentioned we started the conversation by saying, "Is it Miami?" I don't think Miami's overhyped at all, and I really think Tom that you're kind of undervaluing or underhyping Miami's potential for next year. I really think it, it's possibly going to be. The team that doesn't win the AFC North, the team that doesn't win the AFC South, and Miami. No chance for two
1: out of the AFC North. No chance for two out of the I AFC think,
2: East with the Patriots and the Dolphins. I mean, if I had to choose, I would say Dolphins over Patriots. But I mean, that's just that's based off of what I saw last we year. You know and, you're a big Dolphins fan, okay? We and yes, I think getting Cam Newton was a big thing for them, and 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 signing their tackle, getting their much-needed tackle was a, a huge helping piece, but I still think Miami has the potential to really up their potential for 2021 in this draft with two first-round picks when it's a loaded draft in, in, in almost every position. And finally, is there anybody that could be like, to steal a term from college
1: basketball, a bubble burster? Is there a team that's not I in have, that I have group won. of 11 that might make oh. that jump up into oh. it and be a bubble burster, be a team that pushes one of these other teams out. Who did you think I was talking about before?
2: I thought you were gonna say of uh, among the bottom of the eleven that are included. I was gonna say the Chargers could be the one no, team no, to no. kind of No, I don't see out of what? The what we said the Jets, the Bengals, the Jags, the Texans, the Broncos. No, I don't see any of them.
1: Not even the Jags.
2: No. Really? Yeah, really. I could definitely see I mean the maybe Jags maybe they go noise. like seven and nine. Or I guess seven, seven and, ten. and ten. Nine. What is it? Six eight. And
1: nine. Is it six and nine? No. No, that's that's even it could less. Be eight and nine.
2: <laughs> eight and nine, maybe, yeah. yeah. I could see seven and ten, eight and nine for the Jags. I think that's about their stealing. Well, I think be, that's bubble bursting. Though. I think impressed. that's bubble bursting though. No, because, to eight that's nine, not... because then you're gonna be knocking teams back
1: by getting okay, those eight good wins. Point. Good point. So I good think point. that that is a team that I would be worried about. And I think the Bengals are another one, to be honest with you. If Joe Burrow can come in and play Well, after his devastating injury, they could be another team that's going to rack up eight or nine wins that's going to be problematic for teams like the Raiders or the Chargers or the Steelers or the Patriots or the Dolphins.
2: I saw this great tweet or some Facebook post by Matthew Berry of ESPN, and it was two images of the Bengals' potential 2021 season. One was Joe Burrow in the pocket, and it said the offensive lineman was Penny Sewell. And the receiver going deep to catch a pass was anybody. It just said anybody, and then there was a second image next to it, and it was uh, Joe Burrow getting sacked, and the lineman was labeled as anybody, and the receiver was labeled as Jalen Waddle slash Devonte Smith. And so it, they're good at it, receiver it, right now. Yeah. So it it, T. it would and be Boyd very Cincinnati Cincinnati bungle like if they bungled this draft and said. Listen, we got T. Higgins in, what, the third round? We got we got uh, Tyler Boyd, however late when we got him. I mean, they have good receivers that didn't come in the first round. They don't need to go out and get more pieces. I think they're capable, and they still have Joe Mixon, who's a decent enough running Sounds back. Sounds like you're
1: talking yourself into a Bengals bubble burst. No,
2: I'm, no, what I'm saying is if the Bengals don't take Penny Sewell to protect Joe Burrow. Oh, there's Joe no Burrow, chance they're
1: not taking a lineman. There's no chance. They're taking People
2: alignment. are saying they could go out and draft more weapons for Joe Burrow. People also said the earth was flat at one point. That's that's a ridiculous equivalent no, that you're not. trying to to make. That.
1: We're gonna end it on that equivalent. That's gonna do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. I won, Jacob lost, everybody knows that. Per usual. Thank you as always for listening, whether it be podcast at Steelers.com or wherever you get your podcast, Apple Spotify. Make sure you download and subscribe to Steelers Standard there. Or if you caught us on Steelers Nation Radio, thank you for listening to us on the radio side as well. For Jacob and kalangurski I'm Tom Opferman. We will talk to you on the next Steelers Standard.